Hey, 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 everybody. Guess what? It's not the Justin show anymore. Big announcement. I got a big announcement. Huge announcement for both of my listeners out there. Are you listening? It's not called the Justin show anymore. It's now called this just in. (laughs) Get it? Because my name's Justin. This just in. Because, you know, that's what you say before you say something that happened in the world. You talk about things that have happened. You say this just in. Oh, God. Oh, I love wordplay. Not as much as other types of play, if you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, so uh, you, my buddy Chris, shout out to Chris Pelton. Crispy, crispy chicken nuggets. Um, Chris, good friend of mine. Uh, he, we were college roommates. Me and Chris go way back, um, way back to college. Well, I think I was 18. I was 18 when I first met Chris and met the great Aaron Smith. Also, listen, I'm interviewing. I'll, I'll have Aaron Smith on tomorrow, by the way. Aaron. Oh, for, OK. Shit. God, I'm getting ahead of myself. OK, let me tell you about Chris first. So Chris, he uh, I was talking to him the other day. And he sent me just a random text saying, you should call your show this just in. And I thought it was brilliant. Chris is one of the funniest dudes I've ever met. He needs to be a comedian or he at least needs to be a writer. I think Chris would be a good writer of comedy. He might perform it well too. I don't know, but like, his mind works in different ways comedically. He's very quick to respond to things. He's got one of those like real quick, you say something and boom, he's got like a, almost like he knew what you were going to say and he already had a joke lined up to follow it up. Uh, like one of those personalities. And so anyway, he's, he's probably more creative than I am. I'm a little bit more observational. Like I see stuff out in the world. And I kind of like analyze it and I break it down, but he's very creative. And so um, he, yeah, he texted me that. So this is all his idea, this Justin. And I said, that's brilliant. I love it. So let's do it. So that's what we're doing now. And, and let's be honest, if there's ever a time to change your name of your show that you're doing, it's early on when no one is listening, which is right now. I'm talking to an empty room, staring at a laptop screen with this cheap ass, (laughs) this cheap ass ring light I got off of Amazon. It's like, like, it was like fucking 20 bucks or something. It's like this little rinky dink ring light. I got like one. It doesn't even like do anything. It just makes one half of my face brighter than the other. And I got this yellow. So I got the white light from the ring light. And then I got like this yellow light. That's this overhead light that's over the table 
that my laptop is sitting on. And then the two like mixed together, like the yellow and the white mixed together to make like this weird orange ass thing. I look like fucking Donald Trump on the video. <laughs> I look like an Eastern European Ukrainian Jew version of Donald Trump. That's what I look like. <laughs> you know who's Ukrainian Jew? That I, uh, Lex Friedman. If you haven't checked out his podcast, you should. I like his podcast. He's got a good one. I basically listen to him and Rogan. And, oh, fuck, who's the other guy? Tim Dillon. That's, that, to me, is kind of like the Holy Trinity. You get your... You get all three facets that you need to make a wholesome individual you get you so joe in the middle joe's like in the middle joe rogan he's like in the middle he he can see both sides he's he's very moderate in the middle very funny but can see both sides and 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 you know you you get the full picture with him he's solid he's in the middle he's like your foundation right and then on one side, on one side of the spectrum, you have Lex Friedman, who's very straight and narrow. Um, and he's not wacky or goofy, but it's extremely smart, like engineering mind. He's, he's really into artificial intelligence. He's very, he's very smart and scientific and analytical. And he's on one side. And then on the polar opposite side, you got fucking Tim Dillon who is one of the funniest people I've ever heard in my life and such a strange individual. If you don't know who Tim Dillon is, he's a comedian. One of the funniest dudes I've ever heard in my life. He trips me out so hard. He has such a dark <laughs> sense of humor. He's uh, first of all, he's gay, but he doesn't sound gay. He's like a gay guy. That sounds tougher. He's like some tough New Yorker accent. Like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm walking here. But he's gay. So he can say all this shit that other white guys can't say, even though he sounds like a typical blowhard white guy. Uh, but he just lets them fly because he's gay and he can get away with that, I guess. Because it's okay if he does it. But like, if I were to say the shit that he says, the wokesters would be calling for me to get canceled. And not just that, but also raped and murdered by a giant black man. So I can feel what it's like to be racially profiled and taken advantage of someone of the other race, but only in a, in a literal way. Um, not an economic way like we've been doing, you know, for a while. Uh, but yeah, so like you got, that's a nice balance. You got Joe holding you strong in the middle. And you got Lex on one hand. He, he, he's, he's tickling your little brain parts, making, making your brain happy. And then Tim Dillon just tickles the, the, the devil on your shoulder that uh, the, the dark parts inside of you that says all the shit that you just want to fucking say whenever you're, caught up behind some asshole in a drive through line at Whataburger. Listen to Tim Dillon show. Good, good dude. Um, I got to come up with a theme song now, I guess. 
shit i had the justin show i was working on like my my theme song with the justin show it's the justin show it's the justin show and now i gotta come up with something else i'll figure it out i don't know but before i do shit i don't have a drink hold on hold on up uh, uh, two seconds hold on i got this new this new whiskey this new whiskey from austin texas uh it's called nine banded uh with straight bourbon whiskey 90 proof which i don't understand the proof like it's 45 percent alcohol so the proof is just like whatever the alcohol content is times two i don't understand why we have where the proof comes from Cause like you don't say that a beer is ten percent proof or ten proof because it's five percent alcohol, but somehow with liquor, for some reason, you say it's ninety proof, which means forty-five percent alcohol. And when I was a kid, I had no idea what ninety proof meant. All I, I didn't know what a proof was. I thought it was how much alcohol was in it. It was 90 proof. And then a buddy of mine told me about this liquor that he was drinking. And he said that it was over a hundred proof. And you know, I was an idiot. I was young. I was trying to pretend like I was cool, like I knew what it meant. I was like, oh man, over a hundred proof. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> That's a good sound. Glug, 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 glug. Um, Salud, by the way. So I'm Ukrainian Jew looking, but I'm mostly German from my dad's side, even though I don't look like it. And right below that is like Russian Ukrainian Jew, right below German. And I had my DNA. Well, I didn't have my DNA taken. My brother had his DNA analyzed. He, he had like one of those things where you, you jizz in a cup. <laughs> this one was very accurate. They were like, the most uh, accurate readings come from jizz, not from saliva. So we're going to need you to go in the back room and jerk off and in this little Tupperware. Um so no, he got his, uh, I'm assuming he spit, maybe he jizzed in the cup, I don't know. I haven't really talked to him about it, but he, he, he spit into a thing, had his DNA analyzed and um, came back and he shared the results with me and I screenshotted them. And so, I, cause I always forget, I'm like, what the fuck am I? Cause I'm so many different things. Turns out I'm like 3% uh benin and togo and those are like regions in central africa benin and togo they might be in southern africa they're in africa so i'm three percent black and i'm wondering what percent i need to be in order to be able to call a black guy brother i think i can because like that's not necessarily like a like a super racial thing to, to, to call the like hey what's up brother because white guys say that to each other brother I, I feel like that's one of those things that started off as a black guy thing 
like black guys would call each other brother and and women's sisters right now here's the thing you know what's weird is that if i'm talking to a black guy and i'm like what's up brother that's cool but if i were talking to a black lady and i said what's up sister (laughs) you that wouldn't that shit would not fly and i'm wondering why that is why is it that i can it works with the guys but not the girls i guess because brother you can get away with it because it's like god uh, two dudes talking to each other but like you can't pull that two chicks you know but can a white chick call a black chick sister i think she can actually i think she can i think white girls can call black girls sister maybe it's just a sex thing it has nothing to do with white or black which is fine because you know we really shouldn't now i'm not saying we should like be allowed to say the n-word like black guys can with each other that's not what i'm saying but i feel like you know we should just you know in in the spirit of equality be able to just kind of speak casually to each other and refer to each other as certain things without being scared that we're going to be uh canceled by the wokesters for trying to culturally misappropriate a term that's designated for our african-american um brothers and sisters um i just you know i just treat everybody the same like regardless but i feel like in doing so you have to re like okay you can't here's the problem you can't literally treat everyone the same as you would because if you did then i would fly off and say some shit to someone who was either a minority or disabled or something that i would say to an able-bodied non-minority friend of mine not meaning it in like a, a, a stab at all but just like speaking casually and it would be taken the wrong way by the person receiving it if that person was like one of the people who I was inadvertently misappropriating and then they took offense to it. So like as a, as a straight white dude, anytime I'm talking to someone, like I try my best to treat them Like when I'm talking to people who aren't also straight white males, um, anyone who's not that, I have to like, I try to just speak to them like casually, like there's, you know, like I would anybody else. But there is, I'm not going to lie, there is like this lingering thing in the back of my mind, which kind of like, it's like a governor that just suppresses my full self. Because I'm too afraid that if I left my let my full self out, not that there's like any racial undertones in my full self. It's not that I'm like secretly racist and I'm trying really hard to hide it. And if I stop putting in effort to actively hide my racism, it's just going to leak out of me accidentally. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I could just be speaking casually. And then, and this has happened a couple of times. And then I say something that like, I didn't even realize was something that could be taken as offensive just because I'm speaking. And then not even to like minorities, but just to other people, like even other white people. Um, 
It's mainly white people that get offended. You know, it's, that's what's weird. That's what's weird. White people getting more offended than the other people when you say something that might be misconstrued as the other. So there's like two things going on here. We got, we got people who are taking things out of context the wrong way that are not being directed at with my speech. And then you got people who are not, I'm not talking to getting more offended than the person I'm talking to about something that doesn't even apply to the person I'm not talking to. It's like there's this weird overcorrection with some other people where they feel like it's not just good enough to stand up for themselves, but they got to stand up for other people who might, not that I'm saying you shouldn't stand up. I'm going down a weird path here. I shouldn't even finish this because it's going to start sounding like I'm saying you should be able to like say racial slurs. And that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. Let's just move on. I don't like talking about this anymore. I'm getting bored. I'm starting to bore myself. Nine banded straight bourbon whiskey, 45% alcohol. It's good. It's good. It's from Austin. I don't know if they make it in Austin or if it's just bottled in Austin. They do this shit. Whiskey people, they'll do this shit and it pisses me off. They'll do this thing where they'll say, it's Texas whiskey, but it's made in Canada and then like shipped somewhere else to like Kentucky where something else happens and then it's shipped to Texas and all they do is put it in a bottle and slap the old Lone Star State on it and then sell it to you as Texas whiskey. And then, and then proud Texans like myself, we go and we're like, oh, that's a Texas whiskey. I'm going to support local. Woo! Turns out it's not. And fuck, here it is. Shit. Distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. What the hell? Nine banded straight bourbon whiskey crafted from a unique blend of corn, rye, and malted barley brought to life with limestone filtered water from the Texas Hill Country. It's blended and bottled by Nine Banded in Austin, Texas, but it's distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So Lawrenceburg sends just the whiskey part. Like, cause you know, whiskey is not straight. It's not a hundred percent alcohol, right? It's, you know, water and alcohol. Hence the reason why it's 45% alcohol. And I'm assuming the other 55% is water. So I guess the 45% of the alcohol, alcohol, did I say alcohol? I feel like I said alcohol, alcohol is made in Lawrenceburg and then they ship it here and then we add 55% water to it from Texas, throw in a bottle and sell it as Texas whiskey. Fuck you. Listen, okay. I'm sorry. That was, that was, I overreacted. Nine banded, it's great whiskey. Thank you for selling it to me. But it's not a Texas whiskey. It's made in Indiana. Indiana's not known for whiskey, but it's good. 
listen, it's good. I'm not hating on it. It's good. It's fine. It's good. All right. It's fine. They're not paying me to say that. I just went to the store because I was out and I needed to make a run and uh, saw this and I said, hey, Texas, nice. Bought it, liked it, found out it was a fraud. But if you don't care where it's made, then uh, if I got some listeners in Indiana, which let's let's be honest, I don't. Uh, no one's listening. I'm talking to myself. This just in, I'm a fucking loser. Oh, yeah. Let's get to some news stories. What's going on in the world? Um. There's a woman who found an entire apartment behind her bathroom mirror in New York. You know what I thought about as soon as I saw this? The first thing I thought of when I saw this was the movie Candyman. You guys remember that shit, Candyman? So... In Candyman, it was a story. I, I don't know where it took place. It was in some city. I don't know. Doesn't matter. The point is, uh, there was this uh, evil demon guy named Candyman. It was kind of like Bloody Mary. Like you go in the bathroom and you turn the lights off and you look at the mirror and you say, uh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I'm not going to say it the third time because I'm afraid that if I do, it might actually come true. And uh, so, but this lady, she took the mirror on her wall, like in her bathroom over her sink was like wiggling. So she was like messing with it and it came off and behind it was just like this hole. And so she, she crawled in and I was thinking, no, bitch, don't do it. You're going to die. Candyman's going to get you. Um, but Candyman is, a, is this guy who he's like a murderer, obviously, kind of like Bloody Mary. He'll come into your bathroom and kill you. But at some part of the movie, uh, when they're looking for Candyman, they find out that he moves in the wall space. That's like the dead space between the walls or something. And he like pops out of the medicine, like the mirror over the, 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 the sink in the bathroom. And that's how he gets in to kill you. Now the movie does not address how the hell Candyman, the murderer. I don't know if he was a man or some sort of a demon that was just in man form, but Regardless, uh, I think they kill him in the end. I don't know. So maybe he's a man. But my point is that he, uh, he, he comes out of the mirror and he will kill you. But he does it like as soon as you say Candyman three times. So, so like what? Does he know that someone's about to go in their bathroom like way ahead of time and say Candyman three times? He somehow has a crystal ball. Um, or just informants all over the city who are just constantly listening for people talking about how they're about to do it. And then they go, I don't even think there were cell phones back when this movie was made. I don't How would they even communicate that to the candy man? What do they do? They page him. And then he has to like walk down 
to the uh, phone booth, which the kids don't even know what the fuck a phone booth is. You walk down to a phone booth and you have to like make a collect call, put in like three quarters <laughs> and call the guy. And then your informant's like, yeah, someone in apartment 12B over here on the corner of 12th and Broadway just said that they're about to go in the bathroom and say Candyman three times. So you might want to go ahead and get over here because I think that they're about to do it right now. And then Candyman, apparently he would just be waiting. And as soon as the kid said Candyman three times, he would pop through the mirror, kill the kid, and then that was it. And then, and then escape back into it. And at the end of the movie, they end up discovering how he does this. And, and he, he's, he's, he works through the dead space and the walls uh, to, to crawl through the mirror. And someone ends up going in there after him to, I guess, confront him. I don't know what they, what they thought that they were going to do. But um, that's what I thought of the first time I saw this. I didn't even read the story. I didn't see the video. All I heard was lady finds entire apartment behind her bathroom mirror. And I said, holy shit. I'm about to watch a woman get gutted with a nine inch combat knife. I think that's what happened. Some lady in Taiwan uh, streamed herself sleeping and over 10,000 people tuned in. Okay, this is how you know we have too many people in the world. We have way too many people in the world. Like, if, you, if there's so many people in the world that there are thousands of people, 10,000 people who will tune in to watch someone sleep on the internet. We've got too many people. It, they paid her $3,000 as well, apparently. I, I guess you could like send in money. It was like one of those, I don't know, is that like an OnlyFans thing? I don't know. Like maybe I should open up an OnlyFans account and just stream myself. And, and for just the low, low price of $10 a month, you can watch me sleep. I bet there's like a thousand people in the world who would pay $10 a month. I mean, there's seven and a half billion people in the world. I don't know how many are on OnlyFans, but there's seven and a half billion people in the world. And I'm sure there's got to be a thousand that would give me $10 a month to watch me sleep. I can make $120,000 a year doing literally nothing. Like sleeping is the least amount of something you could do. I dare you to try to name something that you could do that is more nothing than sleeping. You couldn't. She made money. 10,000 people paid to watch her sleep. I don't know. We, we got too many people. I don't want to do a Bill Burr bit. Oh, Bill Burr, that's the other podcast I listen to. Shit, the Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so there's not three. There's four that you need. You need Joe. 
you need to have, fuck, I already forgot his name. Fucking, I know Tim Dillon. What's the other guy, the smart guy? Shit. Oh, I've had two beers, and this is my second glass of whiskey. And apparently, according to a self-study that I'm conducting right now, alcohol impairs your memory by 37%. Or 74 proof. But up bump. God, I'm fucking hilarious. Um, I really, I hate myself. Don't laugh at me. It'll only encourage me to keep doing this and wasting my time. No, it's listening. A space hurricane was observed above the North Pole for the first time. You heard it, people. This just in. Space hurricanes are real. A space hurricane apparently global warming has gotten so bad that even hurricanes were like fuck this i'm out of here <laughs> i'm going to space um it looks like the aurora boreal is right over the north pole um it looks like the northern lights only like it ejects shit up into space um i don't really have a follow-up on that i just saw that and i thought it was freaking crazy that we have hurricanes in outer space now um i don't know if this is like a regular thing that happens but yeah space space hurricanes who'd have thought who'd have thought um god i don't even know what else to say. Oh. let's do an ad read just kidding i don't have any ads <laughs> i don't have any sponsors no one listens to this what are you doing listening to this get out of here uh high school track athlete disappointed quote disappointed after biden department of justice drops support of challenge to transgender policy so apparently there's like a transgender athlete who's a dude and said hey i'm tired of being coming in last in men's sports and i want to start winning gold medals i know what i'll do um I have a solution to this whole transgender thing. Okay. You remember back in the day when there was um, the whole controversy over the bathrooms uh, with, you know, should we allow trans men who I think are used to be women, but are now saying that they're men wanting to use the men's bathroom so that they can feel like the man that they feel like they are. Um, I have a solution to this. Okay. It's very simple and effective and we can implement this like tomorrow. 
instead of having bathrooms that are male and female, we have bathrooms that are dicks and no dicks. Because isn't that isn't that the point of, of having the bathroom separate? Like the whole point of having bathrooms separate is that we don't want any unwanted dick and no dick interaction. We're afraid that dicks might take advantage of no dicks in a private space where they're both enclosed together. Um, so, so here's the thing. It, it's simple. I don't care what you associate as. If, if you have a dick, whether you were born with one or whether you had one taken off of like a dead body and sewn on top of your vagina to make it look like it had one. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know how they do it. How do they, do they add? Like, I know guys, you can like cut it off. You cut it off and you can like make an incision and then like a fold and then like a, I, I guess it, technically you could, you could do that with a guy but like with women how do you add one on there i'm honestly asking i don't know like it, it, is that a thing is that something that happens or am i ignorant and i'm stupid I'm, i mean i am ignorant i am ignorant of uh of transgender gender reassignment uh genitalia surgical procedures and I should be. Why would I know how that works unless I've been through one? I don't. And I haven't. So I wouldn't know. So I so so don't get pissed off at me. Oh my God, you're so ignorant. And oh, okay, then you explain how it works then. You fucking explain how it works. Tell me exactly how it works. Step by step. How do they do it? Yeah, you don't fucking know either. Shut your trap. Fucking woke ass snowflake. I don't even like saying snowflake. You know why I don't like saying snowflake? Here's why I don't like saying snowflake. I don't like saying snowflake because that's a term that somebody else came up with. And when I say snowflake, I'm really just copying what somebody else has already said. It's not an original thought. And I feel like that's the problem with society is that we have like a handful of people tell us how the world is and then we all just start like regurgitating the bullshit that they are feeding us into each other's mouths. Like somebody at Fox News. There was a first person, I don't know who it was. There was like a first person at Fox News who used the term snowflake. I don't know if it was Fox News. I'm just assuming just because that's, if anyone was going to come up with that, it would probably be them. Um, call them liberal snowflakes. And so I don't know who came up with that first, but I don't like just how people are sheep. And see, sheep, God damn it, that's another one. See, I'm doing it again. Like saying that people are sheep. That's something people are, uh, oh, fuck. I don't even know. I don't even know how to have original thought anymore because all I hear is what other people are saying and everything that other people are saying 
is what they heard from like one of the two main sources of media. And the, the there's a small group of people that has like a monopoly on information and they dictate how we hear what we hear and what we get to hear and what we don't get to hear and what we get to say and what we don't get to say. And it's fucking maddening. And so it's hard to even like, like I'm saying things, but am I saying things that have original thought or am I just subconscious? Is, is there like something in my subconscious that's just pulling from this vocab, this pool of vocabulary words that has been given to me and pre-approved by a few handful of people that are in charge of the information and, and what we get to, what we're allowed to receive and, and what we're not. But dicks and no dicks, that would solve everything. And then why stop there? Why stop there? We, like, we can just not even call, we, we won't even have male or female anymore. You fill out a job application. It'll ask you what your sex is. It'll have two boxes. It'll have dick or no dick. The signs of the bathroom, you can have like a dick with a line through it. (laughs) Hey, little Billy. We're going to go to the bathroom, okay? Daddy's going to take you to the bathroom, okay? How do I know which one's the right bathroom to go with, Daddy? Well, do you see that dick on the door with a line through it? That means no dicks. You don't go in that one, son. You go in the one with the giant penis on it. I guess you can have like the letter D and an ND or just a D with a line through it. I guess you don't have to have like an actual picture of a dick. But no, that would solve the problem, would it not? Isn't that what we're really worried about? We don't want dicks and no dicks in the same closed off space together where something might happen, where a dick might take advantage of a no dick. We can have sports. Your sports, like this this sport right here, this is what I was getting at. This sport, it would solve the problem with, with, with transgenders in sports. You can't fucking have a dude who was a dude his whole life and is a fully developed dude. Then just be like, okay, everybody, guess what? I'm a lady now. Oh, by the way, next week's track meet, I'm winning fucking every gold medal. Um, like, how is that fair? First of all, don't fucking get mad at me for that. Okay, are you transgender? No, you're probably not. And if you are, I'm sorry. You got to compete against a dick or a no. Do you have a dick? If you have a dick, you compete against other dicks. Okay? You cannot be have a dick and then compete against people that don't have dicks. You just can't. You just can't. And you know what? If you want to compete against people that don't have dicks, you can do that, but you got to cut your dick off. You got to cut your dick off. You want to cut your dick off? If you're that committed, if you're that committed where you are really what you think that you say that you are and you're really a woman cut your dick off if you cut your dick off that will be you proving to the world and everybody else that you are so committed to actually transitioning then you can compete against no dicks and then you've earned it you've earned 
the right to compete against women. And if you're a woman, why, why would you get upset? You've gone through so much shit as a woman. You've gone through so much shit all the way through childhood. You went through this awkward, like preteen stage, like where your hormones kicked in. And then all your friends were starting to wear like, uh, like slutty clothes. And, and you were still wearing stuff from elementary school that was baggy and unflattering and you had like this weird haircut then you saw your friends and their hormones kicked in and then you had to go through like this weird like five years where you were just trying to like fit in and feel confident about yourself but then you're constantly judging yourself and then getting called fat treated like shit by guys having your period having to go through all that bullshit of having your period having bitch friends talk shit about you behind your back have guys treat you like dog shit. And then you finally come through it all and you fight through all of that. And you finally get to a point to where like you start feeling confident in yourself. You got your shit together. You've been through it. You're a strong, confident, independent woman. And then suddenly some fucking person comes in. It was a dude until last week. And he comes in and fucking beats you by like five minutes on the mile relay. And then suddenly you're supposed to just be like, oh, okay, good for you. You earned it. No, he fucking did. He didn't go through the stuff that you did. He did not earn his womanhood. This person did not earn their womanhood. They can't just like say, oh, I'm a lady now. I'm going to grow my hair out and start taking some uh, hormone uh, therapy. And suddenly now I can go compete against you. And you've worked your ass off to get to this point to where you are like the fastest girl on your track team. And then some kid from some other school comes in and maybe like you go to state and then you lose in the state finals. And it was like your dream to win state and you lose in the state finals to somebody who was a dude like a week ago. I Like, how's that fair to you? It's not. I'm not against transgenders in general. I'm not. I'm only against people with dicks competing against people with no dicks. We can solve this, people. It's an easy solution. Let's make this happen. What do you guys think about aliens? So I've been seeing a lot of like reports lately about ufos and aliens and pilots pilots like established creditable pilots who are did i say creditable credible creditable is not a word let me drink some more whiskey maybe my vocabulary will get better Mmm. That's some of that 90 proof. Um, what was I talking about? Aliens. Yeah. You know what? You want to know what I think about aliens? I think that aliens, if aliens are real, which I think they are, I do. I'm not sure that they're here. I'm not sure that they're zooming around Earth, but they're somewhere. Because here's the thing, like with aliens... 
they don't just have to be real. They have to be real and they have to be like smart enough to travel across the universe to come visit us or just imagine how smart they have to be just to be able to find us just to be able to know that we're here like to be able to detect us in itself is a feat i mean they would have to be incredibly smart just to be able to have the equipment to be able to build the equipment just to be able to then use that equipment to find us and then furthermore to have even more advanced equipment to actually get them here so and and also it has to be during the right time and time here is not the same as time on the other side of the universe like depending on how far away they are they could be 10 light years away which is not that far away in a, in the in the in the um in the expanse of the universe on the scale of the universe uh, 10 light years is nothing i mean it's like your next door neighbor 10 light years that's not very far at all so imagine they're thousands of light years away well if you're thousand here's the thing if you're thousands of light years away um and you're on a planet that's a thousand light years away and you're looking at earth with a telescope you're not going to see Earth as it is to us right now. You're going to see Earth as it was a thousand years ago. Because the light that reflects off of Earth and then bounces off of Earth and goes in all directions into outer space toward this planet where this alien is on, um, by the time it gets to that alien planet or that alien is looking at our planet through this high-powered telescope, assuming they have one, and they're looking in the right spot at the right time, the, the, the reflection, the vision of Earth that they're going to have, even though it's happening right, like right now at this moment, they're going to see Earth not as it is right now, but as it was a thousand years ago, because it takes a thousand years for that light to get to that planet. So in a thousand light years is not even that far away. Like let's say they're 10,000 light years away. They're 10,000 light years away. And they somehow have some telescope that can see earth in, in perfect detail, like at ground level. Then when they look at Earth, they're going to see humans from 10,000 years ago. They're going to see like cavemen running around. Would there be cavemen 10,000 years ago? Let's see. Jesus was about to. I always had to be like, okay, when was Jesus here? It was like 2,000 years ago. So 8,000 years before that. Like the very first human civilizations, I think Mesopotamia was around by then. And they were like a very technologically advanced society which is weird to think about because it's like mesopotamia is the oldest it's okay it's known currently in in popular science although there is some new evidence for um other uh cultures that were here on earth in south america as well as north america like even before 
the Mesopotamian culture like 12,000 years ago. So about 12,000 years ago is when, or 10,000 BC is when we estimate that Mesopotamia, uh, that that culture was around. That's about when they went away. Um, and for their time, they were very technological tech <laughs> whiskey uh they were technologically advanced especially for their time much more advanced than we could have possibly uh, have imagined if you were just thinking uh about you know twelve thousand years ago like people must have been cavemen walking around with clubs knocking chicks over the head and dragging them by the hair into their caves to have their way with them like real men Oh, 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 oh. Mm. but um there's evidence to suggest that there was human culture way before that like way before that like twenty thousand years ago thirty thousand that was civilized and advanced and had technology not like space age technology like ufo technology but like you know i, I don't know they had math <laughs> They, they could add they could add and subtract that's my <laughs> that's my gauge for how advanced you are do you have math um but no they can do stuff right like the big buildings they can build stuff and they had like there was okay there's a stuff uh i can't remember what it's like what the molecular formula is for it but it's called uh beer um shit what is it called beer beer rocks or beer something beer crystals i don't i can't fuck i can't remember what it means but there's uh it's it's a it's a thing that gets made it's a byproduct of the beer making process that only happens when you make beer and with like this new technology that they have um where they can actually analyze chemical residues on extremely old uh, vessels like clay vessels or whatever that they're making their vessels out of like cups and pitchers and vases and shit um, they can detect like microscopic amounts of this chemical of, of any chemical um, in these old vases because they get like trapped in the tiny little pores that are in these like clay vases or these vessels. And uh, there's evidence that, well, there's, they found that molecule that is only made as a byproduct of the beer brewing process, like way before we ever thought possible, like 12,000 years ago. So people were like brewing beer way back in the day, which only makes you think, okay, if they were doing that, like whatever. So beer is like the earliest drink way before wine. Jesus was drinking wine and everyone, you know, that was around like, I don't know, zero year zero. Because <laughs> wasn't he born in like 32 BC? He like died in four AD. People think that BC means before Christ. It doesn't. I can't remember what BC means, but I remember AD. AD is not after death, and it means anno domina. It's like something in Latin, and I can't remember what that means. 
which raises another question of why the hell do we have it broken up into BC and AD? And why did we pick year zero as the year to be year zero and everything before that was BC and everything after that was AD? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Do you know? Email this just inbox at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. The email has changed. We changed the name from, from the Justin show to this just in. Thanks, Chris. Again, I love you. I love you so much. Oh, I love you so much. Um, but also, um, the email is now this just inbox at gmail.com. <laughs> that one I made up on my own. I made that one up on my own. This just inbox, you know, because it's an inbox. And just in ends in in. So you put them together. It's just inbox. This just inbox at gmail.com. Email me. Do you know more about it? Mom, because you're the only listener. Um, which thanks for listening, by the way. I do, I do love you. While you're driving into work, I appreciate you giving giving me the old listen there. Thank you, mom. And whoever else is. Um, listener mail. I need like a little tone to go along with listener mail. Um, so because I have like no one listening to the show right now, I had to, I had to beg my friends to send me a question that I could, because I want to answer questions. Like I want, I want people to send me questions that I can answer or at least give my opinion on. Um, and that will just be one more thing that I can do as opposed to just talking about nothing to no one. Um, so I had to, I reached out to a couple of people. Only one got back to me. Uh, so thanks, Brian. Brian Glass, good friend. I love you, buddy. Um, he said, what is the most interesting scientific field of study, in your opinion, and why? The most interesting f- scientific field of study, in my opinion, and why? Um, in my opinion? Uh, um astrophysics and let me tell you why okay first of all i love neil degrasse tyson neil you're not listening but someone who's out here let's share this with the world and i want this to hit the ears of neil degrasse tyson neil i love you you are the man. So I love astrophysics and he's my favorite astrophysicist, but that's not why I love astrophysics. I loved it anyway. Not that I'm smart enough to really understand it, but it's incredibly interesting to think about. Like I lay awake at, I don't, well, not every night, but I lay awake at night on some nights and my favorite thing to do when I'm in bed and it's dark 
and my eyes are closed, I like to kind of project myself out into the universe and like blow myself up to be big or, or, or zoom myself out far enough and make myself like this big cosmic entity that can kind of like look around and reach out and grab Jupiter and look at it and put it back and, and, and just kind of like live as this godlike creature who's out in the universe examining the cosmos in all of its glory. And I really like to think about um, just how it all works. Like I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm fascinated by time. Time is my most, I don't, I, well, maybe, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but time is the thing that I'm fascinated with most because I don't fucking know what it is. Like, and I'm like my personality, if I don't understand something, like I have to, I have to understand it. I have to, I have to know more about it. I ask lots of questions. I'm a huge nerd. Like I want to know everything about everything. It's just like my, my, that's how my brain works. I want to know everything about everything and the things that I don't understand. It drives me nuts when I don't understand something and I have to understand it. And so time is something that I just don't understand. Like I, I know that we assign values to time. Like we assign, we say that, okay, we know how long a second is. We just, we, uh, somebody timed us. Uh, someone at some point had to just say, okay, this is how long a second is. It's this long. Like between those two snaps, that's a second. Who, who decided that? How did they measure that? I don't know. But they said, okay, we're going to make 60 of those a minute, 60 minutes an hour. We're going to have 24 hours in a day. And that's going to equate to 365 days a year. Okay, great. Like I understand how, I don't understand how the values were assigned, but now that the values of what is a second in a minute, in an hour, in a day, in a year, once now that those have been designated, I understand that what I'm saying is I, what is it? Like what, how come we can't go backwards? Like we can only go forward in time and then einstein tried to explain to he's so einstein's theory of relativity i don't know if this was his theory of relativity or a separate theory i mean the theory of relativity has to do with you know energy and mass and the speed of light and that mass is just frozen energy and all this kind of stuff but um, one of the things that Einstein used to talk about was, was how, uh, was the space-time continuum. He was kind of the, the, the founder of that principle that space and time were inextricably linked and the two were actually one. So like, you know, we have three dimensions. We have X, Y, and Z. We have up and down, we have left and right, and then we have forward and backwards. And those three dimensions make up our spatial uh, they, they make up what we what we perceive as space. Um, so we live in a three dimensional realm, but there's actually a fourth dimension, and that fourth dimension is time. So time is this fourth dimension. We actually live in a four dimensional realm, 
X, Y, Z, which are the three dimensions of space, and then plus the fourth dimension of time, put the two together, you have a four-dimensional space-time. But space and time, although it's four dimensions, can be represented as a two-dimensional plane in which um, time moves in one direction and space and time are inextricably <laughs> I shouldn't try to say big words when I'm drunk, inextricably linked to where when you alter space, you also alter time. And the speed of light is really what determines time. And as you approach the speed of light, if here's how I like to think about it. If, if you're on a highway and you're in a car and there's a car next to you, and let's say that that car next to you is going at the speed of light and you're in a car that can go very fast. It can go as fast or even faster than the speed of light. Okay. But let's say you're not on the gas all the way. This car next to you going at the speed of light, you're driving alongside of it, but it's going a little bit faster than you are. Okay. So first of all, if you're just sitting still, this, the car goes by you, you don't even see it. Like it's so fast. You don't even see it. But if you're driving along next to it on this highway, uh, the speed of light, when you look over at the car next to you, it's going a little bit faster, but it doesn't, from your perspective, being in the car, if you're going 99% the speed of light and it's going 100% the speed of light, it's only going 1% faster than you are. So you only see a 1% difference. So as you approach the speed of the car next to you, it looks like the car is going slower and slower until you match the speed of the car next to you, which is going the speed of light. And then the speed of light seems to be just sitting still. In other words, time is frozen. So as you approach the speed of light, time slows down. And when you match the speed of light, time freezes. So logically, if you go faster than the speed of light, just like the car beside you, it appears that the car beside you is going backwards. The car going at the speed of light, it starts to go backwards when you go faster than the car next to you, or in other words, faster than the speed of light. So the car next to you starts to appear from your perspective, relative, that's why it's called relativity, relative from your standpoint, time starts to go backwards. So if you could somehow go faster than the speed of light, you would go back in time. Tie back into the alien story that I was talking about. If you're an alien and you're a thousand light years away and you're looking at the planet through a, through a microscope, you're seeing the earth as it was a thousand years ago. But if you could somehow travel the speed of light here, time would be frozen and so for the alien, time would freeze if he could just take off on a rocket at the speed of light all the way to Earth and come to a sudden stop right before he crashes into the Earth's surface. Um, but if he did that, see, this is where, th this is where like my mind explodes because I don't, I don't know how, if he were to leave, from, from his perspective, Earth is a thousand years in the past when he's on his planet. 
but then when he takes off at the speed of light towards the earth, time should freeze. And then when he gets here, it should be as time was on earth, he should see it as it was a thousand years ago, but wouldn't he see it as it is today because he's here today? So time would have moved forward from his perspective when he was on his home planet and he was looking at earth he's he was seeing the earth as it was a thousand years ago but when he gets here um he sees the earth as it is today a thousand years in the future so from his standpoint he has moved forward in time a thousand years and, and if you're sitting there and you're like, Justin, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm with you. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. This is what my mind does at night when I'm laying in bed and it's dark and I just start thinking about this stuff. And that's why I find it so fascinating. Black holes is another thing that I'm fascinated by. I want to know what happens in the center of a black hole. I feel like time would freeze. I don't know, is a black hole like a portal to another universe? Or um, I think of the universe as like an expanding balloon. And the, the rubber part of the balloon is like the two-dimensional representation of space-time. Uh, because the galaxies are being pushed farther and farther apart, we know that they're expanding farther and farther away from each other. Um, so there's some weird force that is pushing all the galaxies further away from each other. We know that at an accelerating rate. So I feel like if our three-dimensional universe is somehow on a two-dimensional surface of a balloon that's inflating, the points on the balloon are going farther apart from each other. And black holes, which would explain why universes are expanding farther away from each other, and black holes are like some sort of a warp in the, the surface of the balloon, which ties it back to the knot, which is at the base of the balloon, which is a representative of the Big Bang. And the entire universe is just a constant recycling of this energy coming out of the center, making the surface of the balloon expand, but then warping back in and folding in on itself back to the center of the Big Bang, which is then bursting out of the Big Bang to create the universe and one of the parallel universes that exists, the millions of parallel universes that exist that's being created every millisecond that passes by where they're all layered on top of each other. And this is all starting to get really weird, but this is what I'm saying. This is why astrophysics is so fascinating to me because I, it, it, it addresses so many different things that I don't understand but want to understand. So great question, Brian. I hope that that 30 minute answer gave you some sort of an idea as to why I find that topic as the most interesting topic um, in science. Um, if you have any questions, by the way, that you want me to answer, I promise they won't all be that long. If I have more questions, I'll have to like divvy up my time and I won't spend so much time on one. Uh, but if you want me to answer a question, if, or if you just want general life advice from someone who 
is not qualified to give you any, then hey, email me. God, I keep burping. At you remember what my email is? Let me tell you. Justin, oh fuck, what is it? This just inbox. <laughs> Woo! I gotta stop drinking. All right, this just inbox at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you want me to answer, let me know because I would be happy to answer them. It would make me so happy. And it would just make me feel less alone because as of this point, I don't know how many of you are actually listening to this. And if I just got a couple of people who sent in some questions without me having to beg for them, then, you know, it would really make me feel a lot better about this whole thing and what I'm doing. Um, I love you guys. Thank you. Anyone who's listening to me, just fucking fill my free time that I have which is very little i have very little free time but i like to stay busy so that my thoughts don't go to a dark place it keeps me busy idle hands are the devil's playground you know i'm just gonna have a little nightcap here with some 90 proof nine banded whiskey that's from texas and not from texas at the same time all right you guys have a great night i love you all but not as much as whiskey goodbye everybody We'll see you next time on This Just In. Beep, 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 beep